Hey friends. Okay. Ears up. I have a question for you. Are you a product business owner that has built your business to reach multiple six figures or multiple millions within a calendar year? Are you looking for support to navigate and level up your business in the next 12 months? So if that's you, then we invite you to apply to our highest level program, the product boss mastermind. Now I'm here to remind you that you have done an exceptional job getting to this level of business on your own, but what it will take for you to grow to the next level is going to be very different than what you have done before. Now we know you can level up your business without you having to be the person who does all of the things or the person who makes every single decision, right? And that's why the product boss mastermind is the place for high-level strategy and collaboration so you can connect with other product-based business owners who get it and who are going where you are going, as well as getting the assistance and coaching from two product boss experts, which are Mina and myself. Now, if you're ready to commit to yourself and you want to reach that next level in your business without sacrificing your freedom and creativity, and you want to be surrounded by a collaborative group of product bosses who get it and grow together by sharing ideas, strategies, and insider secrets, then we invite you to apply to be considered to the Product Boss Mastermind at theproductbossmastermind.com. Spots are limited, so don't delay. I would love to see your applications come in. So again, head to theproductbossmastermind.com. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlo-Sitap, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. In introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder, she has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my fearless co-host, Mina Kunlo-Sitep. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. And not fearless, but no, 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 no. Not fearless, fearless. Fearless, which is my upcoming tattoo for someone who's untattooed. But I mean, it's like, oh, you done changed. So I'm like, I want to get a <laughs> tattoo that says fear less. <laughs> right. So my mom's eye rolling yeah. me right now as she's listening. <laughs> yeah, this is so for all of you, I have a tattoo on my wrist for I got one with my sister a few years back for my grandma. On my grandma's birthday, we do something with us sisters with my grandma's birthday. And so Jacqueline's always had she's never expressed interest in getting a tattoo. And I remember when I got that one early, earlier, she was like, I I don't know if I could ever, my grandma would kill me or something like that. I think also being Jewish, I won't be able to be buried in a Jewish cemetery according to what I still believe. So, (laughs) oh, well that might stop me for real, but you know, like, I think that this whole idea of being fearless, you know, not fearless, but fearing less is really important for all of us as we, I don't know, I feel so timely. Like, I feel like everybody, you know, this year, we're going to 2022. We all are getting, we feel scared, a lot of us, I think. And we're like, what's happening? Are we done with the pandemic yet? And is anything going to get easier ever again? And all these fears are coming up with how do I proceed in my life? Yeah. And so I think that that's a, a great conversation that we could have. Meanwhile, I'm fearing not being able to be buried at the end of life <laughs> because I get a tattoo that says fearless. Well, tattoo or not, you don't need to get the tattoo if you're concerned about the bearing. But I think Maybe that... Maybe make a bracelet that says it instead. <laughs> yeah, a bracelet would be great. anyways okay so here's where we want to go with this so um if you follow us over on social media on instagram you saw that mina and i recently went to costa rica together um Mm -hmm. and it was a group of women uh business owners. And it was a retreat so much so that when we got there and we got the itinerary, cause we had no idea what was happening. We we're like, where's the work built into this? We had never been on mm-hmm. just a pure experiential vacation 
together where we weren't sitting down and working. So that was a yeah. trip in itself. But I got to tell you guys, so we um, w- we recorded this episode of how we're investing in ourselves. And I remember saying to Jacqueline that this Costa Rica trip was the least comfortable for me. It was more it felt like a challenge to get out of my comfort zone to have fun and to not do any work. And she's like, oh, I'm at, you know, this feels like, because it's traveling, it feels like the most comfortable to me compared to the other, you know, um, masterminds that we're a part of. And then when we get there, I go full, full out vacation mode. Full vacation (laughs) mode. Doesn't want to hear a single thought I have about business. walking up, trying to talk to me about launches. And I was like, oh, here comes Jacqueline again, trying to kill my fun here. <laughs> We're literally chill, on I was beach. just relaxing. It wasn't even like I was having, I was just full relaxed relaxation <laughs> vacation mode. We're on a private beach. They've, they've, they've put blankets and chairs and there's like a food and there's monkeys in the trees and there's all these animals I've never seen before. And Mina's just sitting there chatting about, I don't know, life and dating with like, there was a younger <laughs> with woman. With some youngins. They yeah. were they were mostly talking. I was definitely just You were relaxing. living vicariously through their, <laughs> their I moments. I, I was just thinking in my head mostly, which dating sure has changed, you know? So I wasn't partaking <laughs> the camera. <laughs> yeah. And I, I was had like, a, oh, this And I was off terrible. chatting with other women. And one uh. of them was like, you know, I want to give you some feedback on blah, blah, blah with business. And we started powwowing on business. So I get super excited about this business conversation because it was an organic conversation. I walk over to Mina. I'm like, Mina, we have to do X, Y, Z. And she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> You're killing my buzz, dude. Yeah. I was chill vibe over here. Go You're coming in with monkeys, a whole Jacqueline. different vibe. <laughs> so anyways, we were able to have that space, right? But here, I think we want to share with you some of our experiences in Costa Rica because it was such a life-changing transformational trip for both of us. And I think what we can do is share with you are going into it, what we experienced mm-hmm. during it, and the changes we're making coming out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So if you go back to episode, whatever, whatever, (laughs) too chill to even check it out, but it was called how we're investing in ourselves this year. You'll see that we talked about, you'll hear that we talked about two in particular, you know, masterminds. One was, um, North Carolina that we went with Rachel Rogers and that changed our minds too. I feel like that changed our minds in a whole different way. Like for me, it was really thinking about the team Mm-hmm. and how we were going to build the structure of the team of what we wanted to build. So that felt like, oh my gosh, I came back a different person because I really let go of a lot of control. Like I was like, okay, our team is our team. We're going to invest. We're going to hire all these people. And we did. We have, we've hired like six people since then, and we're going to work it out. And that was like shift in mindset as well. Costa Rica was a whole different shift in mindset. It wasn't, I'm going to build this team. It was more like eye-opening in the life sense and a personal sense of, you know, letting go of control in a lot of ways. But how can I do that in the life part of it versus the business part of it? Yeah. And and just going back to we're in Rachel Rogers Mastermind, which we love being a part of, one of the things that she did for us. So this is why we want you all to think about who are you surrounding yourself with, right? What experiences Mm -hmm. are you having? What programs are you signing up for? Like, what are you doing that puts you into a slightly uncomfortable position to have these big growths, like growth spurts, let's call it like, but it's Mm -hmm. mental growth spurts. Growth mindset. Let me tell you. Growth mindset. So with North Carolina, we went to Rachel Rogers Ranch um, the, the thing that was uncomfortable, but the thing that we pursued. So usually uh, let's talk about me with money scarcity, fearing spending too much money and not having a profit and not being able to afford to pay for the help that we need. But, and we know we talked to you about this, but as we're growing our team and our goals for our business, we really needed to hire, like Mina said, six people within a month. And that minimum. is minimum. That minimum. Is, <laughs> we keep being told all the other people we have to hire. And that is a large amount of money that is a high expense for operating with a really lean team. But what we realize, and we have to be less fearful, right? So fear less around hiring, understanding that by hiring people, we will actually be able to grow and meet our goals yeah. versus feeling we buried by work. We stunting our growth. I keep saying that over and over in my brain, and I've been saying it to our masterminders and people in the, Excel, uh, the accelerator program too, is that when you're not hiring, you're literally stunting your growth. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like money left on the table. It's not, um, you know, that all these other things. It's literally growth that you're stunting. You're literally 
holding yourself back in a lot of ways. Yeah, you know? you're afraid to pay somebody $30,000, 50000 60000 70000 80000 even $100,000. You're afraid to pay them the salary for the type of person. But think about if you don't hire them, you know, everyone that you hire should help you bring in more revenue. Mm -hmm. So you maybe are not growing your business by hundreds of thousands of dollars by not investing $30,000 into hiring a team member. So we want you to think to fear less when it comes to hiring and helping yourself scale. Okay. So let's jump to Costa Rica. So for me, I was super excited to travel out of the country. I haven't done it since 2019. Um, I, I think I I haven't done it since 2009, I think. Well, that Um, is like, yeah, it was right before I had my first daughter who was born in 2010 and I've gone out of the country, but only with cruises, right? So Miami to Cabo San Lucas and I've been to, I don't even know where the other places, but I've gone on two cruises. And so I've been out of the country and I'm using air quotes because it doesn't feel like you're out of the country until you land somewhere and, but it's in tourist areas. Now, this is the first time that I was flying somewhere and I was going to be for real out of the country. And having to go through immigration with a passport. Yeah. Yeah. Through customs. And, um, I, I finally got a passport stamp by the way, um, because when you're on a cruise, you don't get it stamped, you know? And so it it felt very different, you know, than being on a cruise and being on a boat and you dock and, and that's that simpler in a lot of ways. Um, and this one, we were going to another country for real. Yeah. And with strangers, I mean, we only knew each other and everybody else we maybe knew, maybe knew through the internet or didn't know at all, but we were open to, meeting new people, which also after being locked down for two years, we've been able to meet a lot of people on zoom, but actually being in person and having real conversations with real humans mm-hmm. was a change. So I think, I think for me, it was, I didn't know what to expect. I was, it was expecting, okay, we're going to go, we're going to enjoy ourselves. I'm just going to kind of let go for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But first, really quick. So when you know, you know that I'm in Iowa and Jacqueline at this time was in New Jersey, right? So we actually met up in Miami. Miami. Yeah. So our flights converged in Miami so we could ride together, ride together as I'm riding like a bus or something. No, we rode together in a plane so we could fly to Costa Rica together so we could go through customs together. So it's the first time actually she and I have flown to On a plane together. together on a plane together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Usually we're meeting up somewhere, but this time we actually met up to fly together. Yeah. So, okay. So here's the experiences that we went through and we both had different pivotal, pivotal experiences while we were in Costa Rica. So it was put on by Jill Stanton of screw the nine to five. And, um, we, she wanted this to be this amazing, luxurious experience. So day one, was a catamaran sailing, you know, on the Pacific, um, ocean outside of Costa Rica catamaran. We pulled, we docked somewhere. We were able to jump into the water. Um, they had paddle boards, all these things. Okay. So can I tell the story of you jumping in the water? (laughs) Sure. Go ahead. Okay. So I'm super excited. I've been on boats before. I love to paddleboard. Um, so I was, I was on, I was there and I was like, yeah, I'm jumping in. I'm getting one of the paddleboards before all the other ladies go for it. No other ladies went for it except for Tina. So it was just me and Tina, like battling the wind on these paddleboards and then jumped in the water. Then Mina's like slowly rolling up. <laughs> okay. But just before, so Tina is one of the other women um, that we are on the retreat with and get this. So I go, I'm like going up. I'm like, I can jump in the water. That's cool. Whatever. And then Jacqueline's like, yeah, I jumped in with Tina. We swam under the boat. And I was like thinking that she's going to get stuck in the rudders, you know, (laughs) but this is a catamaran. Who knows if there's rudders, you know, we jumped Um, off the side of the boat, swam under the catamaran. Cause there's like almost like a tunnel underneath. And I had never done that before. And Tina was like, yeah, it's safe. Tina's from Australia and has swum with great whites. So I'm going to trust traveled a ton. Yeah. Yeah. And so I get there and Jacqueline's on the paddle boat. You might've seen the Instagram stories, which if you're not following us, we're at the product boss and she's just living her best life. And I'm thinking, God, I haven't even dipped my toe in this freaking salt water yet, which I forgot it was salt water. So that was another thing that this burned is my, my land, eyes out. My landlocked like. friend in the middle <laughs> of the US. So then Mina comes over with a life jacket strapped to her neck. It's like right The only her one chin. out of these 10 women that they're like, we're going to jump right in. And I was like, should we? I mean, how deep is this water? And I was asking the 
the guy, the crew, how deep is this water? Thinking, you know, am I going to drown? Like, what's going to happen here? And he's like, it's blah, blah, blah meters. And I was thinking, I don't even know what meters means, you know? So I was like, okay, can you just give me a life jacket? So he's helping me put on this life jacket. (laughs) And it literally was just like, shoving my head in this baby size If you've thing. ever seen a kid, you know, in a life jacket <laughs> bobbing in a pool and they're like, they look like they're being choked. That was Mina. But I was really proud of her because it, when she says, how deep is this? We were in the ocean. Like, I don't know how deep the depths are of a dark ocean, but it was an ocean. Yeah, it's deep. It's deep. Like, so, there were probably sharks at our toes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I jump in. And I was like, okay, this is not so bad, which I was kind of shaken up because I forgot ocean water is salty. So I was like, my eyes, you know, (laughs) not to be dramatic, but that's literally what it was like. And then once I got used to it, I was like, you know what? I actually don't need this life jacket. I can use the noodle that somebody was using. (laughs) Somebody had like a pool noodle. They kept throwing the noodles at us because they were like, these ladies are going to drown in this ocean. (laughs) And so it's in the bay side. So it was not wavy at all. It was beautiful. And I was like, gosh, I can take off this life jacket that's choking me to death. And then I used the noodle. So we kind of eased our way into it. And it was really amazing. It was like such a beautiful experience. And there were so many other boats that were in the distance. And we are literally in the ocean. And there's, you know, houses along the shore. And it was just, it felt- When you say boats, there was a yacht. Yeah, there was yachts. They were indeed yachts. And it just felt so different. It felt like we're truly out of the country in an ocean. And it's like nothing I've ever done before, nor could I have imagined myself. Yeah, you know? just bobbing up and down and trusting it. So I think in that way, like for me, the jump off the side, off the boat, I wanted to live. So for me, I was like, I wanted to, all the things I had hoped and wished for during the pandemic, I was like, gosh, I wish I traveled. Gosh, I wish I did this. I wanted to take this experience for granted in the way of like, what can I, or take the advantage of it? Like, what can I do that just pushes me into this? Like normally before the pandemic, I probably would have been like, oh, I can do that next time. Oh, next Mm -hmm. time I come back to Costa Rica, I can jump off of a catamaran, right? Like in my head. Mm -hmm. But this time I was like, no, I'm going to live for the moment and I'm going to do things in the moment because if the pandemic showed us anything, we got so much taken away. Thank God, you know, we've survived it, but, and I know there's worse things in the world happening right now, but that we, it was that experience that we had missed. And then Mina was brave enough to get in with a life jacket. Someone called you like a geek or a dork. Like someone straight up to your face is like, oh, now you don't look like a dork. (laughs) Yeah. Not that I care. I mean, I think that I'm way cooler than that person that said that. You know how close we are when they like totally are fine with it. Um, Yeah. I think that's what holds people back. So I'm kind of glad that you brought that up of, you know, somebody saying that is people hold themselves back from certain things because they're afraid of what other people will think. I didn't care that I looked a certain way to somebody else in a life jacket who might be dead in an ocean, you know? (laughs) So for me to be more fearless, I needed certain things. You know, I think you all know that I have, like safety is one of my things, not scarcity, but safety. I'm afraid to get kidnapped. I'm afraid to drown. I'm afraid to, you know, who who knows, get in a knife fight. You know, there's so many different things, you know, that to be scared of in this world. And so in order to like dip my toe into something, I want to make myself comfortable. So a lot of times people don't push themselves out of their comfort zone because they're scared of what other people will think. Will I look silly in this life jacket? Will I look, you know, bad in this swimsuit? Uh, you know, will I know what to, you know, what will people think if I, you know, um, I don't know. I don't know what some examples of getting out your comfort zone, but that's literally what it feels like. Fear and scariness and sometimes excitement and sometimes fear of what other people think. I'm glad you brought up the bathing suit thing. I don't talk about body image so much on here. I know you guys have heard like I've worked on health issues and things like with a nutritionist and that was more for health, but body issues, a lot of us have them. And we shopped for bathing suits and stuff like that. And this is the first time I ever bought one pieces because, um, bless my stomach. Well, what do you wear? I usually wear, like, I used to wear bikinis and then I wore tankinis, like cuter tankinis. Um, Uh and then one piece. So a two piece tankini. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. one piece is to me, I could never find one that suited my body based on how my body is. And so I was nervous also to be in a bathing suit around women. And then when I saw the comfort level, cause again, we're in our forties now. So I don't think I've Mm -hmm. been in bathing suits with 40 year old women because pre-pandemic I was in my (laughs) 30s. Yeah. 
<laughs> God knows. I don't know. But I was, everybody had a different body type and yeah. they were all, whether or not they were comfortable, we were in our bathing suits and I could have held myself back and kept my cover up on and felt mm-hmm. insecure of my body and judged myself and, and, and worried about what other people would think, or I took it off and I lived my life. And so I think yeah. that was another thing for me that I don't, I didn't um, talk to you about it. I don't it, know if you noticed I had, um, a little bit of a sexier, like a deep V one piece. Oh so yeah. I, I noticed. Gotten those. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, um, <laughs> looking dorky, but sexy anyway, and sexy. <laughs> I got these, I had um, gotten these swimsuits specifically because I was like, you know, I'm going out of the country. I want, you know, uh, I, I have um, one pieces like tankinis and stuff, but I was like, and a lot of them have like a, a, you know, wired bra or whatever. But I was just like, I'm going to, for the new experience, I want to have new swimsuits. So the funny thing is, is that I ended up thinking, ended up wasting time and not ordering stuff in time. So guess where I got those really sexy swimsuits. Target. From Kohl's. Kohl's. Yeah. And I got so many compliments from those swimsuits. And I was thinking, yeah. And I told them, I was like, yeah, it's just from Kohl's. And it like, I don't know, like it just goes to show you that, you know, don't be afraid of trying new things because of what people might think. Because people don't even think things, you know, a lot of times, or they, you know, it might be different than what you think of what they're going to think. So holding yourself back because you look a certain way or you are concerned about your body or whatever. I totally get that. Like I've never been someone who has very, like I've been always self-conscious my whole life, but it was actually the first time that, you know, since my skin, since I have psoriasis that I've in the last six years that I've been able to wear certain swimsuits that my skin isn't, doesn't have like patches all over it. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of like, oh, I was like, oh, I can have a swimsuit and not be self-conscious of my dry skin and people asking me questions about it and so on and so forth. So everybody has their own version of what that looks like. But, but I if think we, that, you know. But whether or not you had the patches or whatever, mm-hmm. if we had held ourselves back and didn't just put on the bathing suit, yeah, we and we feared other people's opinions, we would have missed out on that entire yeah. day. You know? Oh, and I remember why I brought that up too, because my, um, my sister's boyfriend, she's not, with him anymore, ex-boyfriend, I should say. He, I was, I used to wear uh, two pieces and now I I started wearing one pieces and I was like, yeah, I I don't want to wear this two piece. I was talking about vacation or something in front of him. And I was like, because what about my skin? And he was like, I don't think that anybody ever really thinks like, why is her skin like that? He's like, why don't you just wear what you want to wear? And it's so much a woman thing. And so it was like, why don't I just wear what I want to wear? And even if you they know? had the thought, it'd be like, oh, I see that. Okay, moving mm-hmm. on. I wonder what that is. Moving on. Yeah, so, yeah. Like they don't care as much as we think that they care. Yeah. You know? So, okay. So other things um, to bring up was, so that was the bathing suit catamaran jumping in the ocean day. Um, yeah. Next day, we drove to the base of a live active volcano, which mm. my son was like, mom, what if it erupts? I was like, we would know we could figure our uh-huh. way out of there. It was, was a like, thermal river. In, he was coming up with our escape route for the volcano, by the way. So, you <laughs> Sounds know, like my down. son. Yeah. <laughs> so we passed down our worry, <laughs> but a couple of things that happened there. Okay. It was beautiful. There was a thermal river. We got to go into this natural river that was heated by the volcano. Um, very far away from it. Okay. Yes. Yes. Obviously yeah. safety route, safety route out of yeah. the emergency, uh, whatever. <laughs> But there was zip lining as an option. And I hadn't necessarily signed up for the zip lining when we signed up for this trip a year ago because <laughs> things were different back then. Um, but then uh-huh. on this trip, I was like, I want to zip line. I'm in Costa Rica. I want a zip line. Meanwhile, my business partner is like, You crazy? You want a zip line? <laughs> Do you want to die on the trees? <laughs> no, I didn't say that. No. I, I think that f- for our versions of pushing ourselves out of our comfort zone, zip lining has never been something that has ever intrigued me, you know? So had it been like jumping in an ocean or, you know, d- d- whatever it is, parasailing or whatever, I think it, everybody has their own version of things that they've always thought maybe someday or no, never, I would, you couldn't pay me to do it. You can't pay me to jump out of a plane or a bungee jump. Yeah. Yeah. A bungee jump. Yeah. Could not pay me enough no, to do that. No, but there are people out there that will. Hey friends. So question for you. 
Do you want to know the secrets to product biz success? Well, I know a lot of people out there think the key to reaching more customers is creating more products, right? You think if you just create more products, you're going to reach more customers and more people are going to buy from you. Well, spoiler alert, it's not. So believe it or not, going wider in your business, making more products won't get you the results that you want. You've got to go deeper, friend. You've got to niche down. You've got to sell what people are wanting to buy, right? We want you to be known for something. There are opportunities right in front of you that will help your product business grow. And we're going to help you unlock them in our product biz bootcamp, which is the bestseller audio bootcamp. You heard it right. We are giving you this inside of the bestseller audio bootcamp. It's our on-demand lifetime access training that shows you how to stop wasting your time and energy on the things that don't matter, like endlessly creating new products and start focusing on what really moves the needle in your product business, like discovering your untapped opportunities for a product-based business or creating your best offers to take advantage of your best sellers. How about building your year-round plan, right? We want to learn how to make more sales and grow a profitable product-based business. And we're also going to help you amplify your best sellers and how you're going to share them with the world and figure out what are the right products to sell at the right time. So you're not just spinning your wheels and feeling overwhelmed and burnt out. Plus, you're going to get access to additional trainings of help. For example, on how to get more done in less time in a workshop. You're also going to have a workshop that's going to help you find the key to choosing the products to help your business thrive. And another workshop that you're going to learn the secrets to scaling your business. And here's the best part. You ready? You can start right now. Okay. So just head to theproductboss.com slash bootcamp. Again, that's theproductboss.com slash bootcamp. You can sign up now and you can get access to all of these incredible trainings that are really going to help you grow a profitable product-based business by leaning in to your bestsellers. All right, friends, we'll see you in there. So I'm not like the biggest thrill seeker because I'm always afraid I'm going to die. Fearful instead of fearless, which is why I need the tattoo as a reminder. No. So, (laughs) so here's, here's one of the big things that someone brought up that stick stuck with me. That's so impactful. We were talking about, I think maybe let's say the percentage of, I I don't remember what it was, but it was some sort of conversation about death and the percentage of people, maybe it was great white sharks. Maybe it was how many people die on a zip line. I have no idea, but it was a percentage of the X amount of people die doing X. Right. And then someone's phrase back to us was, you're not that lucky. And I was like, Ooh, that's a good way to look at it. Here I am thinking that statistically I'll be one of the 14 people that die of zip lining this year. Right. But this person looks at it as you're not that lucky to be one of the 14 people that dies of zip lining this year. And so in my head, I was like, if I start to flip my fears on their head and think to myself, I'm not that lucky to be that small percentage, then it actually frees up and makes me less fearful of the situation because it's like how egotistical <laughs> like to think I'm going to be the one. people. So it made me so much more fearful when I heard that. You did? So yeah. Because you because think you're that lucky? No, I know I am. Oh. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this is why it makes fearful. Right? Because in my lifetime, just think I'm 1% of the most successful people in Iowa. Right. I also am. Congratulations, by the way. Can we just take a moment? Thank you. Bravo. Bravo. Um, Also, my daughter had the rarest of rare heart disease. So 1% of 1%. So million, one in million out of one in a million heart thing. Also, my um, dad has escaped death four times. Like one time he was playing with a grenade. One time he escaped drowning. One time he was in a shelter. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because just think it's during the war. So all these different things, like he literally escaped death. So there's been things in my life that I think I'm so lucky that I'm here and all I'm like lucky, but, but I'm one of the few people that think lucky things happen to, you know, like I magnetize those certain things. So when I heard it in my head, I was like, well, bleep, I make, you know, this is a clean podcast. I was thinking, well, bleep, then I'm for sure going to die because <laughs> things always happen to me. So you're saying I should not have <laughs> rode on that helicopter with you. <laughs> so, but usually in a good way, like eventually becomes a good thing. But, you know, the rarity, I always think that I 
rare things do happen. Like if I get struck by lightning, I'd just be like, oh yeah, that's, that makes sense. You know? Yeah. And meanwhile, like, I'm like, I'm not that lucky. I don't have any of these rarities. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the zip lining, okay. We both had very different opinions on it. Mina's, Mina had her opinion. I actually had to call my husband because he's my other life partner, <laughs> Mina and him. Yeah. In this case, I was like, I can't, I can't be this person that, that, that says, do it. So I asked my <laughs> husband, he's like, well, how many people actually die? I actually Googled it. Like how many people actually die on zip lining? Okay. I'm in Costa Rica. Like it's safe. My husband's like, do it. Like, okay, cool. I got your, you know, your buy-in. So I did it. And what was interesting is I'm afraid of heights. I've never done anything like it. And the women I went with, again, I went with Tina, who's from Australia, who has literally Very adventurous, let me tell you. With great white sharks. She's amazing, okay? yeah. Yeah. And a couple of the women that I thought were the most courageous that have done things that are way out of my comfort zone started to freak out while ziplining on certain platforms. Or were like, it's at like nine people total, but there was like 15 of us standing on this one platform hanging off a rock. <laughs> it was nerve wracking. And they were like swinging us on a swing to the next rock. It was nerve wracking. Thank God I did not go. <laughs> they were like holding onto the sides. But somehow I was the one that was like, fear in your body, like fear is this, the same sensations is the same as excitement. And I kept mm-hmm. saying like, say I'm excited, I'm excited. Instead of saying I'm nervous, I'm nervous, right? The same nervous is, and excited is the same feeling. I've actually used this on my son before. And I somehow was talking everyone down when I'm super afraid, but as our guide said, trust the equipment. I had to let go and trust the equipment because so many of us are control freaks. I'm a control freak. And I had to be like, I've decided to do this. One of two things will happen, you know, and I'm trusting the equipment. I'm trusting these guys. And that's all I can do. And it was so exhilarating letting go and turning over that trust. And at mm-hmm. one point I was walking on a, sus- a suspension bridge, which was like, like a balance beam. Again, my worst nightmare. <laughs> go on. <laughs> It reminds I, me of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Yeah, that's it. There was a ball rolling behind me and everything. Uh, and I'm walking on it and I'm holding on and I got overwhelmed. And this is like a personal thing, but like I got overwhelmed, this overwhelming sense of like, I've been scared of so many things for so long. And I'm so proud of myself for being, walking this bridge, holding on to the sides, balancing. I know I'm attached to the rope above me. And, um, and realizing that I know other people that have gone through so much worse that have real things to fear or, or maybe they don't fear it, but I would be fearful of it. And I thought, okay, like I can do this. I want to fear less. And that was the moment for me that like, kind of, for me, I think changed everything on that suspension bridge, walking over the trees in Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. I mean, that spa experience was amazing, right? So when Jacqueline was ziplining, I stayed behind. And it, when I first started my graphic design business, we're talking 2007, that I had a brick and mortar. I had a, a um, before that I was working on my house. So I started in 2004 when I got my MBA. So after that, I started building my clientele and um, I got, you know, a bank, a car dealership, all these different places. And then 2007, I had a brick and mortar that I worked out of. It was next to my um, husband's business partner's computer shop. So, you know, way, way back when, right? And I opened up that shop and I opened it up under the name Fuji Design, short for refugee. Well, my logo was a blue butterfly. So the funny thing about this is that was in 2007, right before the recession and everything like that, Blue Butterfly, people would always comment on it. I didn't actually think that Blue Butterflies existed. I wanted to look different and, and show like, you know, I could transform a business's brand or look. And so I blue happened to be my favorite color. And I chose a specific, like really bright blue to kind of liven it up. And I would get so many people that would say stuff to me about it because they were like, oh, I've never seen this before. Or, oh, you know, this is, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it would catch people's interest. Here's the crazy thing. When we went to the spa, the thermal there river. was, yeah, it was in that river. There was actually blue butterflies. And they're actually specific to Costa Rica. And we found this out after we left Costa Rica. I called Mina and I told her this blue butterfly is called a morpho butterfly. Morpho, like as in metamorphosis, like as in changed. And then, so when I was in that river, in that thermal river, I was literally trying to catch this blue butterfly. I can still picture in my head of this butterfly going through. And it just felt 
Like I was meant to be in this space and time that I'm in a thermal river in Costa Rica. I see this blue butterfly and I was just like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I'm here. I'm on the opposite side of the world. It felt like below the equator and it felt so full circle for me. I was like, oh my gosh, all the things, the hard things I've been through, all the, you know, businesses I've tried, all the, you know, I don't know, things I've done in my life. I know that it was meant to be here in this time and space that I saw myself, my journey come full circle is that I've really transformed. Like I'm not even close to the person I was before the pandemic or before I had kids or before when I was that person, you know, in 2007 doing graphic design and I had that as my logo, you know, and now it's like I see an actual blue butterfly, which actually exists in Costa Rica. I could never have imagined that if you would have asked Mina back then, what do you see as your life? I would never have imagined it to be so full and so big as it is now. So I went to bluebutterflycostarica.com and I just found this on why is it called the blue butterfly, but I want to read this part to you because we didn't even realize it when we saw it. Now, another thing is, is we were with someone who is a, um, psychic slash medium. She, she doesn't do it. She doesn't do it professionally to get paid for it, but it's a, it's a thing that she has. And she says, look for the signs. The signs are everywhere. And I think up until that point, we weren't really looking for the signs. Mm -hmm. Um, but this is, this is, uh, what they write about blue butterflies. Butterflies hold many meanings for many cultures. They most commonly appear as symbols for life, love, change, and the powerful transformation. The butterfly can represent any metamorphosis in your life or personality, moving through different life cycles, renewal, and rebirth. They also are believed to symbolize a person's essence or soul, past, present, or future. Now we went into that water. We went to the base of this volcano, with the experiences that we had. And when we came out of it, and then there's one more thing to share with you that wrapped up that day. And then really that weekend, we were changed forever from the experiences. Yeah. I mean, just our minds were completely different. Also experiences that are deeply ingrained in our brains into who we are and just feeling like, oh my gosh, like who would have thought this would be my life? And then I I don't know, like it just expanded my brain and my mind to be bigger than I've ever even imagined it could ever be. Yeah. So then we leave and it was a two and a half hour bus ride in and we all get on the bus ride out, right? Two and a half hours, we're ready. Mina and I get a coffee. We're holding our coffee drinks. I pull out Candy Crush on my phone. I'm like, I'm going in. I'm (laughs) playing Candy Crush on the bus for the next two and a half hours. And like five minutes and we pull over and everyone's like, all right, get off the bus. There's your ride. And I look out the window. I had no idea. Mina kind of got dropped a hint. There were two helicopters waiting for us to like fly for us back real to the helicopters. Hotel. Yeah. Like the whole town came out to see these two yeah. helicopters. That's what that felt on really significant field. for me. Like I got so teary-eyed because we get off the bus. First of all, it's I, you know, it's tears of fear as well as <laughs> in a way, like feeling so proud of ourselves because we get off the bus and there's all these children, like a bunch of the locals came out to see who are these women that are going to get on these helicopters. You know what? They didn't even know it was women. They just saw helicopters. I'll bet they were like, there is a group of women. Yeah. Right. Right. So they, they came because they were like, look at these helicopters that are parked here. So there's all these children, like tons and like dozens of children with their parents there. Some of them are sitting in the back of trucks and I get off and I'm like tearing up and everything and like literally starting to cry because still holding her empty coffee cup. Yeah. Still holding my (laughs) empty coffee cup. Like I'm in shock at this point. And then the children, and I was like, I felt so proud because I was like, imagine these, their brains, like we've literally showed them probably their first helicopter and they see a bunch of women of different races, different places. And they're like, these are women that can get on a helicopter. We probably changed the way they think too, like expanded their brains too. Cause you know, we weren't a bachelor party. There was no, there were no crowns or sashes. Like we were just, yeah, (laughs) they probably had no idea what this group of women were doing. Yeah. It made me think this is why like law of exposure or representation or anything really matters is when you see something and you're like, oh my gosh, that I never even knew that was possible. Like the lid in your brain is like, there's women getting on a helicopter and you're this kid from Costa Rica that gathered up to see it. It just blows your mind a little bit, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that was what felt like really 
crazy for me and fearful. And I was in shock and a lot of emotions coming up. I think I was like trembling. And so one thing that I pulled from zip lining was they didn't let you have time to think to be scared. So they, the guys are at all the posts and they're so, they know what they're doing so well that they like hook you, swing you, get you um, standing, unhook you, reattach you, attach you to the wall, unhook you, attach you to the next thing and move so you So you can't on. overthink it. Yeah. You don't overthink. You're like, you are on a conveyor belt of zip lining that they're just moving you through. So I couldn't stop to think, oh my God, I'm scared. Oh my God, there's an edge. You know, what if, what if? I just kept getting pushed through it. So that part for me, I think was part of my realization of like, don't overthink it. Then the, the helicopters come and my brain starts to go into overthink. What if I die? I've got kids. Is this safe? Mm-hmm. All the things. And then we get on this, off this bus and all the women are super excited and moving towards it. And I felt like I was like, in a tide that was sweeping me towards the helicopters. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just going to go with it. And you and I are like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah. So here's a little bit of the conversation too. I was like, should we go in different helicopters? Like president, because, vice president style. Yeah. Like, because we both, both don't want to die in a blazing crash of a helicopter. And Jacqueline's <laughs> like, I don't want to be the person that dies. And I don't want to be the person that's left behind. So we're going together. <laughs> I was like, okay, let's do it. Because my head was like, two things could happen. I'm either going to die or not die. That's what's going to happen right now when I get on this helicopter. Yeah. So yeah, we get Nina on. Still has the and I gun. had no idea what's happening. And I was like, do we go up there with the door open? And he's like, no, we close the door. I was like, well, this is these are our brains, right? First, I'm like, let's go on the first one. Like for some reason in my head, I'm like, it's not because I had to make a couple trips. And I was like, it's the first time. It shouldn't crash on the first one. Maybe the second or the third back and forth. <laughs> I'm trying to plan it out. Like I never have any idea where this plane, this helicopter has been before it picked us up. Um, and we get on together and then Mina goes to the middle of the, of the, like, imagine like a three seat bench. She goes to the middle, but there's only two people sitting on that bench. And the guy's like, come this way. And she's like, no, no, no. The door is open. He's like, no, I'm going to shut the door. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And then the woman next to us, Andrea, she had been in ROTC and she had all this army experience. I was like, we're going on with you because you'll know what to do if we crash. And Chuck is like, she can't do anything for us. She'll be dead too. (laughs) And then she's like, I mean, what do you think? You're in a movie that, you know, it's like army. I'm going to rappel down this open, you know, (laughs) like like, or that we're James Bond or something that jumps out (laughs) with like a pack attached to our suit. So irrational thoughts. Okay. Right. And that was the thing. Like we did it scared. And we did it mm-hmm. anyways. And we did something that was, I'm telling you, so far beyond, will I ever get on another helicopter? I'm not sure. Because I was scared the entire time until I landed and got back my feet on the ground. But I did it and I was changed. Mina did it and she was changed. And we experienced mm-hmm. it together and we didn't let ourselves think. So, yeah. I think the thing that was significant for me in the helicopter was one, it was something that I would be so fearful of. I would never have done it with my kids. I would never have done it with my husband. I felt really just, I felt so blessed that I got to do it with Jacqueline. Then we get up there and it wasn't like, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, you should join this, the adrenaline and they're adrenaline junkies. For me, the shift was different. It wasn't that I had an adrenaline going. I felt like it felt so big. I felt like, really like so expansive. I'm looking at Costa Rica from a helicopter. We're going from the spa to our resort. And it felt like such a big thing. It made me realize like how big the world is and how big like our imprint could be and just all these different things. And it felt so different than, you know, adrenaline. It felt like, oh my gosh, this is life altering. And a little bit of a side note too, which is kind of funny. Not only did we ride in a helicopter, but Jacqueline and I had to go pee after we landed because we held in our pee and the coffee. So we had to go pop a squat in the shrubbery in Costa Rica while the other helicopters landed. (laughs) We were like, we're going to go look at the view from that mountaintop (laughs) over there. Oh, let's go down the other side of the mountain. (laughs) And we just pretended we were looking at stuff. But Nowhere would anybody have ever said to me, you're going to have to go pee in Costa Rica and do what you need to do after you get off a helicopter. You know, it's like, just like bush it. You didn't think you were going to bush it. No. Those times I had to do that during my college drinking years, never <laughs> would I have believed this would be my later on experience. Look, I'm fine outside a frat house or a bar, but not on a bush in a wild. No. Um, yeah. So, and I think for me up there, and it's interesting because you had that like 30,000 foot view or however high mm-hmm. we were like of the world. 
and you know, I actually was, I actually was internally, like I felt expanded internally of, Mm -hmm. okay, like I did something scared and I either make it or I don't. And that's okay. (laughs) Uh, Honestly, that was in my head because I, I used to wear this bracelet that said, what would you attempt to do if you knew you could not fail? I wore it all the time because I think I was always so afraid that I just didn't do a lot of things, even though some people will look at us and be like, but you started a business and da da da, And they think mm-hmm. we're fearless in that way. There are a lot of things that we are fearful of. So cut to wrapping up this whole trip. Mm-hmm. For me, it was fearing less. I can still be fearful, but I'm learning to fear less. I'm learning not to get caught up in my thoughts and my overthinking and to really like internalize and my, and like find that gut feeling, look for the signs. I know it feels woo woo, but I'm starting to keep my eyes open for like signs that I'm on the right path. Like that the butterfly was something post me and I looked into and we're like, Oh, that was something we weren't even aware of. But if we were, maybe we would have seen it. Yeah. Right. And I think that, you know, what's a takeaway that I want you all to take from this podcast episode is you know, when you're pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, it is worth it. And a lot of times for you to be able to push yourself out of your comfort zone, you have to insert yourself with people that you're not typically around or that are supportive of you um, doing certain things. So for example, you know, like I would never have done this stuff without Jacqueline. I probably wouldn't even continue to be in business if you know, she died in a helicopter and I had to do it on my own and probably do it for a year or two. And then I'd be like, oh, this isn't fun anymore. So cross your fingers, everyone. <laughs> do you want <laughs> that? I you don't better die protect in a her at all costs. I'm not that lucky. <laughs> <laughs> and then also thinking about like, you know, meeting these other women, even in North Carolina, right? So them doing certain things, building their businesses, hiring on teams and me seeing that, oh, Rachel Rogers is doing it, but also Melinda and, you know, um, Stephanie and all these other people that we met, right? So it's like, oh my gosh, they're doing it. It feels so much less scary, you know? Mm -hmm. And then going to Costa Rica and all these women are doing these amazing things. And you're like, holy moly, it's okay that I'm scared. They're doing it anyways. They have their own lives, their own concerns, their own worries. We all have our own issues, you know, but they're doing it as well, you know? So really be thinking about like, okay, if you want to grow into that growth mindset, like who could you be around or who do, who could open up your world in different ways? And if it means being in a mastermind or being in a program or, you know, going to a retreat or going to a conference, then sometimes that is what it takes and it offers you something different than you even ever imagined. Yeah. And I think it's saying yes more than saying no. Um, I think it's taking the opportunities, being in the present of it. Like we only really, we only have this one life. So when presented with these opportunities, like you're going to survive it. Like it's, you know, whether it's investing in yourself, whether it's taking a trip, having an experience, like doing things that maybe you're like, oh, I wouldn't typically do X, Y, Z, test it out. Like push your, push yourself and push your boundaries. Cause if we've learned anything as a, like the human population in the last few years, at least like we've had this privilege in the U S like we've had a very privileged life here and safe life. And, you know, all the things that we're seeing like happening in Ukraine and things like that, you never know what's going to happen. We didn't know a pandemic was rolling up and going to shut the world down. Well, all the social justice movements and everything like that. Also, there is plenty of hate for different people in the U.S. too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying hate. Mm -hmm. I'm saying, um, like we've had this privilege of right now we're not, you know, in war on our own territory and stuff like that. Uh But and not to bring it all down, but the, the idea is, is like, we only have today. We only have this yeah. moment. Um, right. And if you live in the moments, as my husband says, moment to moment to moment, if you live in the moments, then there's nothing left to regret. Like there's nothing, there's not an unlived life or, or anything like that. So we're not saying go jump out of planes. Please don't say Jacqueline mm-hmm. Amina told me to, and then go jump <laughs> no, out no, of no. a plane. Nothing at all like that. Just fear less about the possibilities yeah. and push yourself out of your comfort zone and know that you, it is just one life that you have. So it's like, even if in, in, you can live it a certain way and be scared and not do things because you're scared of what other people think or you're scared about, you know, do I have the money or whatever? But really think about like, if I need to challenge myself, could I make this money? You know, could I invest in myself? Could I invest in the time? Could I put my energy towards it? You know, there's lots of different, everybody has their own threshold of what they're willing to do. But 
I think that everybody now that we're in 2022 is starting to evaluate what's important to them, you know, and they they're stepping into the people that they're different than they were before. Even us, we're different than we were before the pandemic. So us stepping into this new version of Jacqueline and this new version of Mina and even this new version of the product boss, then it takes a little bit of doing fearlessness things, I guess. Fearlessness. <laughs> take, take, don't lose sight of the experience of the pandemic and the times that we were shut down and the times that we wished for certain things. You know, there were times where we sprayed down our all of our food and wiped it down. Oh, there God, were times wiped it down. We weren't ordering mm-hmm. out. Like we missed sitting at a restaurant and socializing with people. We missed travel. We missed opportunities to hug people we loved, right? So I think for me, this reflection of, we can easily go and slip back to normal. But if you want to come out of this changed, remember the pains that we had of the things that we missed and go out and get them now, right? Like today mm-hmm. is the day to go out and get them. Yeah. Fear less, my friends. Fear less. All right. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the Product Class Podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Reviews help other product entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their businesses and realize that they're not alone. And we know that you all know that a five-star and honest review helps you sell more products to more people. So you know that your reviews help us reach more listeners around the world. Remember, what we give is what we receive, and we are all about helping each other in the Product Boss community. We are all in this together. We would be so appreciative of you if you could take the time right now to subscribe, leave a review, and even share this episode on social or someone you know so we can impact more lives. And remember, subscribing means that you will get notified each time we release a new episode so you never miss a thing. You have helped us grow and climb into the top 10 of all marketing podcasts and together we can keep climbing. Thank you, friends. And remember, there is room at the top for all of us. This episode is brought to you by the Shop One in Five Pledge and Small Business Shopping Directory. It's a commitment to make one in five of your purchases from a small business online or offline. So head to shoponeinfive.com to take the pledge. And friend, while you are there, check out and shop from hundreds of small businesses in the Small Business Shopping Directory. It's the go-to directory to discover, support, and shop small businesses all in one place. Head to shop1in5.com.